LBD, previewing London's house and techno nightlife. LBD. Hi, this is the LBD podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Flora and I'm going to be talking to one of the organisers of Festival Number no. 6 today. Uh, so this is a festival which I actually only stumbled across uh, fairly recently. Uh, their video of the 2014 highlights was just amazing. Uh, the setting, beautiful, on an estuary um, in a little village called Port Merion in Wales, which is near uh, Snowdonia. Uh, so yeah, absolutely stunning, stunning setting. And the lineup they've got looks absolutely fabulous this year across the board artists uh, but i'm going to be particularly looking at some of the electronic artists they've picked to play this year right i'm with uh, luke bainbridge who's one of the festival organizers of festival number six hello luke hello uh, thank you for talking to us now festival number six i've never been but that video of the 2014 highlights looks ridiculous like i mean it is. It's, it's well. Thanks very much for saying that. First off, but it is. It's amazing. Um, first, firstly, we're, we're we're so blessed to have such an amazing canvas to work with. Port Merion. To, to anyone who knows it, knows what an incredible setting it is for a festival. If you don't know it, it's almost impossible to explain. Really, um, you need to. I mean, if you just look at pictures online, but it's an Italian village, Italian village in the on the North Wales coast, and it's absolutely stunning. It was the the brainchild and the work of one man, uh, Sir Clough William Ellis, who built it over about 50, 60, 70 years. Amazing uh, architecture. It was, oh, it's incredible architecture, just stunning. And it was his kind of, it's his life's work. Um, and it includes building that he built there, but also buildings that he rescued from all over the all over the country and all over the world. So, and it's and it's on a, a stunning headland, yeah. and it has its own microclimate. I mean, it's just got everything. It's the most incredible festival site in the world. Um, Did it actually in 2013 it got voted by? Yes, it uh, did by a festival congress. Yeah, the most unique festival most site. Most unique festival site, which it is. It's absolutely. It's like nothing else I've ever seen. And there's an estuary, isn't there? There's an estuary as well. We've, and there's 70 acres of exotic woodland surrounding the village. So, I mean, it really is. And then you've, on top of that, then you've got the backdrop of Snowdonia, the national park behind. So it's just absolutely stunning. Um, and we, we were kind of, we couldn't believe our luck when we first got uh, the chance to do a festival there, really. It was just like, oh, what, really? You really let us do this? And so... And that was uh, not very long ago, 2012. 2012 was the first festival number six. So uh, this is, we are fourth year now. We're talking all about festival number six. I'm still with Luke. Um, we've just been hearing about how beautiful the setting of Port Marion is. I'm sold already, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, there are so many musical artists and especially electronic ones, which LBD are particularly looking forward to talking about. But then there is there is something for everyone there, isn't there? However cliched that sounds. No, absolutely. You know, festival number six is a festival like no other. Um, 
and it's not just a music festival you know the, the whole arts and culture plays a completely intrinsic part of the festival I often feel when you go to other festivals that sometimes it's just bolted on and they have a couple of few spoke, a token spoken word or poetry uh, performances or you know some film yeah. screenings the, at festival number six it's an absolutely integral part of the festival and the whole village comes alive There's, we have the town hall and the dome art gallery and the piazza all these are turning into different venues uh, and we have we've got some you know this year is our strongest lineup to date so we've got uh, Bernard Sumner in conversation with Irvin Welsh we've got a preview of Kill Your Friends with John Niven uh, Gruff Reese uh, from the Super Fairy Animals is going to curate a whole day with Finders Keepers um, wow. in the Gateshouse uh, Elaine Constantine's bringing her film Northern Soul Maxine Peake Harry Leslie Smith Matt Johnson from the The I mean it's, the, the lineup is just really really strong and what about this lovely choir you were telling me about a minute ago so yeah the Brafoniad Welsh Male Voice Choir was started in 1964 um, and it was one of the first things I wanted to do was bring a Welsh Male Voice Choir to the festival so the first year we in 2012 we had New Order headlining so they did, the choir did a cover version of Blue Monday which which just went viral. I mean, at the day we put it out online, BBC Newsnight picked it up and, sh- and put it included in their program. Wow! Um, and these guys, the Buffonia at Welshmere's Choir, are now all about 70, 75. Um, How many of them are we talking? Sixty-five. Uh, yeah, uh, and they've become the stars of the festival. Really, they are our our boy band. And you get someone sort of doing alongside them every year. You'll pick out someone who's sort yeah, of headlining. Like, like last year, the Pet Shop Boys headlined. They closed the festival on Sunday night um, and the Brafoniad got up on stage with them. We didn't tell anyone, this was a surprise. And as the Pet Shop Boys came out for their encore, there were the Brafoniad uh, 70-year-old men lining the stage and sang Go West with them. And it was just a magical, magical moment. Is there going to be something else up your sleeve for this year? There is. You'll have to wait and see because it's always nice to keep a couple of surprises, isn't it? We've just been listening to. She is going to be headlining at Festival Number Six yeah. on Crucially, actually. We haven't talked about the dates. Third to the sixth of September yes. uh, this summer. Um, now, how did you manage to book Grace? Because she is just. I mean, wow. How can you sum up how influential well, she's been? Oh, you, I mean, you can't really. She's. She is. I mean, you just. Lossy, it's a very overused word, but Grace Jones is utterly unique. You know, she's an absolute icon, um, and she's still as influential as she was 30, 40 years ago. Um, you know, particularly some of the new music that she's, she's releasing. But uh, key to Grace Jones is you've got to see her live. She's just have absolutely you? incredible. I have seen her live. Yeah, the best time I probably saw her was... Um, at the Royal Albert Hall, which was about five, six years ago, I think, and she's just absolutely astonishing. Um, from her whole stagecraft, which is completely unique, to the uh, the changes of um, dress, she's she's just completely incredible. And even if you don't know the music that well, which some people don't, you have got to see it uh, live. She's just absolutely incredible. 
Brilliant. Well, this is a track I really like of Grace Jones. Uh, this one's called Pull Up the Bunker. Artist Grace Jones going to be at festival number six in September in the most beautiful setting of Port Merion. And now another person you've got on the lineup this year, DJ Harvey, rock star of DJing, integral to house music in the yeah, UK. Yeah. Oh, he's all abs- over. I mean, he's absolutely incredible. DJ Harvey is someone that we've tried to book for a couple of years and not quite managed it. So it's really great to finally have him on the bill there. And I just think he's such an iconic, as you say, the kind of a rock star DJ. Really, his. His tale is is just unbelievable. His journey from where he started off, he grew up near Cambridge, and then he was involved in so many influential nightclubs in London and and down it and down in Brighton uh, before he went to the States. And the stuff that he's doing, the parties have been thrown over there, are incredible. And then you just. I mean, just his, his influence in Japan and stuff. I remember him telling me this story about... Oh, you've met him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I interviewed him uh, for um, GQ Style. Uh, but he's, he's, he's such... Yeah, he's as charismatic in real life as you, as you imagine. But, yeah, even like, in Japan, they just go incredibly crazy for him in, in there. I mean, he's just... Uh, he kind of stands alone, really, and it's it's, it's kind of a unique story the way that he do, he kind of disappeared a little bit for for so many years, and and the fact that he doesn't really engage with the internet so, really. Um, and it's the, not an aloofness; it's just sort of he's just yeah, not dealing with that. Yeah, it? and you know, I think you know, for a lot of. Uh, aficionados of dance music of a certain age he, he, he kind of DJ Harvey stands for, as a sort of model of um, everything that's right in a world gone wrong really I'm loving the disco vibe you've got going on this year is it always yeah. like that? well we always did you know we, we, we definitely need, need to always try and get a heavy dose of disco in there because they I mean it's 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 the way we can try and curate it is you definitely want um you know, cutting edge lineup in there, but you want it. You want it to be fun. You want people to have fun as well. You don't want loads of people standing around, standing around talking beards. Yeah. You know, people at the end of the day want to have you know a lot of fun.
the LBD podcast. You're listening to me, Flora, talking about festival number six with Luke Bainbridge, who's one of the organisers. Uh, now, Arthur Baker, he's another guy on the bill. Um, yeah. Tell me why you booked him. Uh, well, Arthur is someone that I've known for quite a long time through his work with Factory Records and, and, and obviously New Order. Um, Arthur's just a legendary figure of New York nightlife, really. Um, he first made his, his name coming out of the disco era um, when probably his biggest track at that time was Planet Rock, working with Africa Bambata, which is just like a real touchstone record, really. I mean, it just kind of changed everything. You know, those, that early use of the 808 drum machine. And in fact, I've just been working with Arthur um, on a, on a fi- fi- uh, documentary film called 808 about the influence of that drum machine. And obviously, that the influence of that drum machine is down to people like Arthur Baker and his you know, peers at the time like Rick Rubin and what they did. You know, those early electronic records, electro records out of New York in 1981, 82, 83, Arthur, uh, Rick Rubin, Strauss, records like that still are still the touchstones to electronic music today, really. So Arthur is, you know, a, a living, walking legend. And it's so great to have him over Paul Merion this year. Baker there. Um, now another humongous name on your lineup this year at Festival Number Six, Andy Weatherall. Where do we start with him? Well, uh, Andrew Weatherall. I mean, if he, for me, he's he's reinvented himself more than almost any other musician or DJ over the last 25, 30 years. Really, he's he's got an astonishing capacity to reinvent himself. Uh, obviously, he first came through on the you know the, the tail end of the Acid House years, made his name then, um, produced. Screamadelica, which turned you know a whole generation of indie kids onto onto the you know onto dance music, um, but he's Andrew's a, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a guy who's always he's always at the cutting edge. He's always reinventing himself. Um, always you know he's turned down all the chances that he could have had to do big major remixes for big artists, and he just prefers to you know keep his music interesting. Um, so he's been involved with Festival Number Six right from the start. He's played, he's played every single year. Um, oh, he, wow. he loves he loves Port Marion, yeah. Um, and he's not only just DJed for us; he's also done various things. He's done live performances. Um, he's collaborated collaborated with poets. Um, he's done some storytelling. In music, or yeah, just... yeah. Oh wow! And he's done some um, storytelling. He's actually read some of his own s- stories, short stories, in the woods. You know, so there's not many DJs who would who would, who would come and do that, and who were that open to the sort of different ideas that we like to have going at Festival Number Six. When he's playing his uh, main set, as it, as it were, what yeah. sort of vibe does he bring? He doesn't read rock poetry when he's yeah, doing. I know. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, what sort of vibe will he bring? Well, he's well, he's, he's doing it. He's doing it. You know, he's playing the, one of the main main dance tents this year, back to back with Optimi, Optimo. So that is going to be yeah, no, that that is going to be fantastic and. He's, you know, just to see that is going to be one of the highlights of the, of the, of the dance tents this year, I think. Yeah. 
Uh, that was Andy Weatherall there, and Luke, you've just been telling me that's one of his many alices. Yeah, well, that's, that's the Asphodels, which is Andrew Weatherall and, and Timothy Fairplay, um, and that's a track called They're Never There, um, which Andrew actually sings on. Um, and that, that, I think he told me the, tr- the story about that track. It's, it's based on, he was watching an old documentary about Factory Records, and one of ACR was complaining about Tony Wilson, and, and Tony Wilson said something, turned around to them and said something like, I'm never there when you want me, but I'll always be there when you need me. Um, and that's, that's what, and obviously, uh, Weatherall was a big fan of the Factory Records, so that's where the, that, the name of that song comes from. Lovely little nugget there. Um, now, moving on to another group you've got playing at Festival Number no. 6, 808 State. Um, tell me about these guys. Well, they're an actual, absolute seminal uh, early acid house group, 808 State, really. Um, from they, Manchester? Yeah, they're from Manchester. Um, they, they grew out of various different um, collectives and various different um, lineups. Um, best known for their track uh, Pacific 202. Which we'll listen to in a minute. Yeah, or Pacific State. Um, but for anyone who, who, was, who was of a certain age who grew up around Manchester, 808 State and the Spin Masters, which, which is the DJ duo Andy and Darren from, that's not, I think that's Darren there. Um, <laughs> um, no, they had, they also had a radio show. Big fan. Yeah, they also had a radio show called the 808 State Radio Show, which went out on Tuesdays, which was hugely seminal as well. And this was a time when you couldn't really hear acid house music anywhere. There wasn't much of it about. It was, it was that was one of the only... What day are we talking roughly? So this will be 89. So 89, got, they were going into 90. And so... This was one of the few radio shows where you could hear these records because you couldn't go to many clubs and hear the music still. You couldn't buy that many records in that many, in that many shops. And sometimes when something came in on import, they would only be five or ten copies. Um, and so that radio show was hugely important. Um, so it's great to have 808 State. And first time festival number six? First time. Well, I've, uh, Andy's DJ before and Graham Massey has played before uh, in different guises, but they've never become as 808 State. They're going to be performing live and they're doing their album which came out in 1990, which is actually called 90, which has Pacific 202 on it. Um, it's the 25th anniversary. Um, so they're going to be playing that live for one of the first times, which is going to be amazing. Well, let's listen to that track we've been talking about. Uh, that is Pacific 202. Yeah. by 808 State, which you were just telling me, Luke. Well, the 808, we talked about this before with Arthur Baker. The um, 808 refers to the the Roland TR8 808 drum machine, uh, which was hugely influential um, when it was after it came out in 1982. Uh, and so 
808, I've loads of people reference 808 in the drum machine. I think even Beyonce's mentioned 808 in her lyrics. But yeah, 808 State are named after that drum machine because that's one of the early drum machines they used. Although, I don't want to come across like a bit of a transport here. A guy called Gerald was in 808 State in the early, uh, days. early days. Yeah. Only and then about when, a year, wasn't it? Yeah, when Gerald left, he it was Gerald's 808. And he, when he took it with him, they never got on another 808 after that, so they used other drum machines. So for most of 808 states' life, they didn't actually have an 808. Another interesting nugget, Luke. <laughs> Can we have more of these? Um, back to the lineup at Festival Number 6 this September. Uh, someone I am so excited to see, even though yeah. I've seen him heaps of times. I just literally love him to pieces. Yeah. Greg, Wilson, Greg Wilson, disco king, re-edits man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Has he played for you before? I mean, what, yeah, he has, he's played with us. I don't. Has he played every year? I think so. He might miss. He might miss one year. But he's again. He's an absolute stalwart. At Festival number six. Uh, one of the nice, nicest men in show business, uh, and just an absolute DJ and legend. Really. I mean, this, the, from his early days at you know at Legend and Wigan Pier, um, and then he and then he took a, a long ex, uh, leave of absence where he didn't. Excuse me, DJ for about 15, 20 years. Does he talk much about why that was? Um, he does a little bit if you ask him, but I just think he's he kind of lost lost the love, the love a little bit. He's come back stronger than ever. Um, he told me some interesting stories actually. When he when he well, he's, he's what he's curating for us is a super weird happening, which is an all day uh, affair curated by Greg Wilson and Kermit. Now Kermit used to be in Black Grape, well now, now he's still in Black Grape, but he was also in the Ruthless Rap Assassins, which are arguably British greatest rappers. Um, but well, how are those going to mesh? Well, before before Kermit was in Ruthless Rap Assassins, he used to be in a breakdance crew, one of Britain's earliest breakdance crew called Broken Glass, who were managed by Greg Wilson. Uh-huh, they're so, so yeah, yeah, together. and Greg told me that when they went on the, one of the, the first Hacienda tour in about 1983, I think it was. Greg was on the Hacienda tour DJing because he was DJ at Hacienda then. That's the and club in Ma- old club in Manchester. Manchester, yeah. And Broken Glass were on the tour as well, and they played Brighton. Uh, and and if you forget that Greg Wilson was one of the first DJs to, to mix two records in this country, he actually went on the tube uh, and demonstrated how to do it. Uh, so yeah, this got, this guy turned up one night when they were DJing in Brighton and was fascinated by what uh, Greg was doing with these these records and just got chatting to Greg and said, "This is amazing. I want to learn how to do this." Um, and that young man went on to become Fat Boy Slim. Wowzies. Yeah. Well, that's an full of stories, <laughs> um, But the Super Weird Happening Day is obviously yeah. in association with Greg's relatively new record label, Super, Super Weird Substance. Super Weird Substance. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be nine till nine in the estuary yeah. stage, which yes. apparently is spectacular. No, it is. It's, well, it's, as the name suggests, it's <laughs> down by the estuary. Uh, but it's, it's something we've never done before, an all day, 9am till 9pm. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see how it works, and they've, they've got a really strong lineup. But if, if obviously Greg's going to be DJing as well, and Kermit's going to be performing. Um, but they've also got all manner of spoken word artists and musicians down there. It's going to it's going to be, be a to super... see how they sort of get that flowing. Yeah, I mean I, I can't quite picture it myself yet. I mean Greg, because Greg and Kermit have curated it, and it's all in their minds still at the moment how it's going to work. But I'm, I have absolute complete faith, and they've brought in some you know really you know some 
old friends and strong names like Howard Marks uh, is coming, Mr Nice is coming for his first uh, trip to festival number six. So I think you could almost spend all day at the Estuary Stage. I'm going to be there all day. Yeah. <laughs> this is a track I absolutely love by Greg. It's uh, one of um, the tracks he's produced back in 2013. Uh, this one's an edit of Ignition, Secret Sunday Lover. festival number six this year that is Greg Wilson one of my favorite DJs in the world uh, now let's talk about bicep uh, from Belfast um, a duo Matt and Andy um, why do you think they were gonna fit in at festival number six well for I think for us that's their the kind of perfect example of a festival number six act really because um, because considering considering we've got that our kind of demographic um, and the fact that you've got to bear in mind it's 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 a festival at the end of the day in the day so you we, we, the idea with our DJ lineup is to get create something which is really cutting edge, but also a bit of fun as well. Like 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 I said before, um, and that's what the Bicep Boys do. Do you know what I mean? You just know you're going to have a great time. Yeah, definitely. I've seen them before, and they do. They just get everyone yeah. going non-stop. Uh, well, this is a track which probably sort of shot them where to where they are today. Their first release in 2012. Uh, this one's called Stripper. Podcast. We're talking about festival number six. I'm still talking to Luke Brainbridge. Bainbridge. Brain. Oh, I said Brainbridge. No, <laughs> Bainbridge. Yeah. I was bound to get it wrong at some stage. <laughs> uh, now, Motor City Drum Ensemble. I saw him at Found Festival um, yeah. this year. Just a prolific party DJ, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. No. Ama- amazing. Again, it's one of those acts that kind of solidifies what we're, lo- we're looking for at festival number six. Um, you know, if if. You, for aficionados, they're going to look at that lineup and love it and say, I want to see you know, him, 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 I want to see them, I want to see everyone. But then, you know, if, if you happen to be, you know, from North Wales and you don't really, and you don't really keep up to speed with all uh, what's going on in the you're dance world. You're just sort of more just exploring. Yeah, you're just more so exploring. You know that this that you can walk in and see a motorcycle drama song them and you're just going to love it. It's still going to be a part of the atmosphere. Yeah. So that's that's one of the key things to book in these at Festival Number 6. And for um, anyone who hasn't heard it, 
interesting. He sort of does combine the sort of futuristic feel and a retro feel yeah. to his music, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the one of the finest of doing that around. Well, this is a track I really like by uh, Motor City Drum Ensemble. This one is from his Raw Cut series. Uh, this is Raw Cuts Two. going to be playing at festival number six this september uh, that one's from his raw cut series uh, raw cuts too um, now gerd jansen before we sum up this amazing festival you're putting on yeah. from germany frankfurt i actually saw him for the first time at glastonbury in the beats hotel he just absolutely smashed it he was amazing have you seen him play i've never seen him in a festival so that's really good to hear because it was intrigued to see how it's going to translate to a festival environment um but again you know one of the hottest german djs around at the moment and just can just bring that sort of classic house and disco cuts and that intersection of the two that um, is brilliant for a festival crowd, I think. And are you going to be able to get along and see him? Oh yeah, definitely. That's ah. definitely one of the ones I definitely want to see. Jansen, a remix with Prince Thomas of Gabardine Walls. Absolutely love that track. And now, Luke, we literally could have gone on and on and on talking about artists at this festival. Who else, maybe, who we haven't talked about? Well, we haven't are you talked, particularly excited We haven't about? even scratched the surface because we've got 450 artists playing this year, over 450. But yeah, we could have been talking about Two Bears, Horsemeat Disco, Crazy P, Ralph Lawson, PBR Street Gang. Um, we've got in the Castle Gardens, which is a really nice venue behind, there's actually 
actual castle in, in the grounds. And behind that, they have these beautiful um, gardens where we put, we put a tent in there. Um, and that's going to be hosted by three um, legendary clubs um, this year. Friday's going to be hosted by Bugged Out, who've got Justin Robertson, uh, who's, who's an, another stalwart of the festival, James Holroyd and Rob Bright, which is going to be fantastic. Um, James Holroyd and Rob Bright, the old residents, are not often together now. Um, and then on the Saturday, we've got 20 years of electric chair with the resident DJs, the Uniwoman, was doing a five-hour set. And then on Sunday, we've got Low Life, one of their last parties with Bill Brewster, Frank Braun and Michael Cook, which is going to be fantastic as well. And how much are you going to be able to enjoy it, Luke? Are you going to be running around manically? Or? I am. I do a, a bit of both. I do I run around, yeah. I, I, it's, it's rare that I can you know, stay in one place to see someone's full set, but um, there's definitely a lot of people down there I want to catch as much as possible. I've got a question, which we didn't cover in the early bit. Where do people stay? Is there camping or there's, is it in apartments? You can stay wherever you like. Um, the, each festival ticket includes camping tickets, so as, as free. Um, but then there's all sort of different. Um, you can you can actually stay. It's the only festival where you can actually stay in a cottage because the village is, is made up of cottages that are available to hire. Uh, unfortunately, they're all sold out now. Yeah. But you can try and reserve one for next year. So you can stay in a cottage right in the middle, in between two stages, which you can't do at any other festival site. And then um, for those who like a little bit of luxury, we've obviously got all the, the normal luxury camping options, the yurts and the bell tents. To me, it just sounds like when I go to festivals, I often come back needing a holiday. Yeah. This sounds like you genuinely could go there for a proper little holiday. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, the, the thing is, you don't, you feel, because it's quite a small boutique festival, you feel like you are a part of it and you can be a part of it because we have st- we have a carnival on Saturday afternoon which you can join into. There's various things you can join into, but because we have 450 artists in such a small area, you keep bumping into artists and stuff and you feel like you're part of the festival, which is a really important part of Festival Number 6. If anyone who hasn't checked out that video, if this hasn't yeah. sold it enough, they should go and watch the 2000. 2049 yeah, definitely. Because it looks amazing. Yeah, and you know, don't kick yourself that you're not going to be on the 2015 video.
You've been listening to LBD with Flora Blathwaite.